Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. Well, good morning. Happy New Year to you all. It's a fresh start. Good, good, uh, good, good way to start it this year. Um, I got to tell you, my wife has many, many wonderful qualities and, and just, just a wonderful person. The one thing she is missing is a sense of direction. Um, and, and she will be the first person to tell you this. She actually, um, uh, you know, we go to get on the freeway and, and it says, you know, North Sacramento, South San Jose, and she wants to go to Fairfield and she goes, I don't want to go to Sacramento or San Jose. Where am I supposed to go? She has, true story. This, when we first moved here, um, our kids were young still, and it was about six weeks left in the school year. And, uh, and Betty was also working uh, for the school district. And so for the last six weeks of the school year, she commuted in all the way to Daly City um, every day, uh, brought the kids into school, went to work, and, and came home. So she was making this commute, and we were just like brand new to the area, brand new. And <clears throat> so true story. Um, I think it was a Friday, um, because Friday was kind of treat day, and uh, got to Hercules, pulled off the freeway, went to Burger King, treated the kids to breakfast, you know, the Burger King breakfast, went to get back on the freeway, going the wrong direction. And she didn't even realize it until she had missed the last exit and found herself on the Carquinas Bridge. That's when she realized she'd gone the wrong way. So she has no, no sense of direction. Um, And you might kind of laugh at that, but the truth is, in 30 plus years of pastoral counseling... I have talked with so, so many people who ended up in a bad place in their life and wonder, how did I get here? And I'm not really the greatest counselor in the world, and usually I bite my tongue, but sometimes I just want to say, didn't you see this coming? I mean, it was just so obvious. Weren't there any indications at all? Didn't anybody tell you not to go down that path? Didn't anybody warn you? Why didn't you listen to them? Because people end up somewhere in life. Everybody does. Everybody ends up somewhere in life. And nine times out of ten, where you end up has a direct correlation to the choices and decisions you made along the way. Every choice has a consequence. Every decision has an outcome to it. And we live as if that's not true. We live making decisions and choices like, well, it'll all work out somehow. And and they are directly connected. Choices lead somewhere. And uh, we're starting this new series called The Game of Life. And it's kind of based on the board game a little bit. Uh, Some of the spots, if any of you have played the board game, it's a lot of fun. Um, And there's places along the way where you've got to make some choices. You know, are you going to go the college or career path, you know, and all these different choices. Um, And it's a fun game. And the one who gets to the end with all the most money, that's how you always win any of these games, okay? But, um, and the choices you make kind of determine where you end up. Now, in the game, the real life, the choices that you make are much, much more serious. And making the right kind of choices are vitally important. So how do you make the right choices? How do you know what's the right decision to make? What's the best decision to make? Well, I'm glad you asked, because that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. (laughs) And um, if you want to turn to the book of Proverbs, you open your Bible right smack dab in the middle, if you don't know where this is, open right in the middle, you'll probably be in the book of Psalms. If you turn a few pages over, the very next book in the Bible is Proverbs. And that's where we're going to go this morning. Actually, for this whole series through the month of January. Because the Proverbs contain real godly insight and wisdom to life. And particularly when it comes to decision making. Um, But in every aspect, just about every aspect of life, God has something to say about it. And most of them are found 
in the Proverbs. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. The book of Proverbs, if you read through the book of Proverbs, um, it doesn't like fo- hang together like a story. You read you know, one of the chapters, and it's not, it doesn't go that way. Um, usually, it's just uh, two sentences or three sentences or two verses together um, that, that make a point, and then it'll change subjects the next time around. Because what it is, is it's, it, it's a collection of sayings. Most of them come from King Solomon, who was the wisest man ever lived, godly wisdom. And, and most of these come, and so these are just a collection of series. These are not promises. These are not guarantees. What these are, are it's a collection of what we call wisdom literature. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon all fit in that, that body of literature in the, in, the New, in the Old Testament. And they're a collection of, of saints. They provide insight. Um, they provide instruction and understanding and direction for your life. And in fact, there's actually 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And one, here's a New Year's resolution for you. Read one chapter a day. Today's the third. Start today. Read chapter three. Interestingly enough, that's where we're starting this morning. We're going to start in chapter three. Um, but, but something that you can do. And just each day, each day of the month, just read that day's chapter. If you miss a day, that's okay. On the fifth, read the fifth. Okay? But as you read through that, you'll find. And because it's, it's kind of a random, sort of random collection of saints, you may not always find exactly the perfect, but you will probably find something that you can put into practice that day. And then not only just reading it, but here's another thing you can do, and problems is a, Proverbs is a great place to start, memorizing. Memorize some of these. In fact, we're going to help you with that. Through this whole series, we're going to put inside your programs uh, one of these cards. You want to pull these out this morning? Go ahead, pull it out. Everybody got one. Um, there's actually two cards. They're perforated. You can pull them apart. Um, but these are just two Proverbs that we're going to look at this morning. And I'm going to help you get started in this whole memorization thing. And it's very, very, very easy. So if you pull out the card, the first one we're going to go through is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. We'll put it up on the screen. You got the card in front of you. Okay, let's read it together. Read it with me, will you? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. That wasn't that hard. Okay, let's do it together one more time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Okay? So, we'll do it a couple more times. Uh, this time, men, you do the first line with me. You ready? Men, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Women, lean not on your own understanding. Men, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Women, He will direct your paths. You, you got, oh. Those of you who have King James Version, he will direct your paths. He, this one is New International. My mess up. Um, he will make your paths straight. Okay, we'll do it one more time for all of you who are over 50. Okay, because we know how hard this is. One more time. Here we go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Okay, so you could take this card home, uh, put it on the dashboard of your car, put it on your bathroom mirror, wherever you're going to see it every day, you know, refrigerator door, wherever it is, and just each day work on this. We're just, we're starting out real easy, just two for the whole week, okay? You can do this, um, but just, just memorize just that one for, to start with, okay? Because that's what we're going to look at, because in that one sentence is pretty much everything you need to know about making wise choices. It really is. In one sentence. Great, great, great wisdom. First thing he tells us is, you trust in God's character. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now notice, he doesn't say trust God's word. He doesn't say trust 
um, God's teachings, he says, trust in the Lord. He wants us to understand, first and foremost, it's relational. It really comes down to believing and trusting that God really loves you. And that he has your best interest at heart. Now, if you, like me, you grew up in Sunday school, and we used to sing this little song in Sunday school, Jesus loves me, this I know. Very good. You remember that song. Okay, some of you remember that. Some of you 55-year-olds were a little sketchy on it, but that's okay. Um, and, and I grew up learning that song. I, I memorized the scripture for all those things. I was told in my head, I believed God loved me. But I had the hardest time making the translation into my heart that I really trusted that to be the case. But the thing that that the the writer of the Proverbs is saying here is first and foremost, you got to trust God's character. You got to trust that He really does love you, that He wants the best for you. And really, if you read the story of Scripture, it is God's story in human history. And throughout, from Genesis to Revelation, the whole story is about God's relentless, redemptive love if you don't get anything else of the bible that's what the story is about that god keeps pursuing in love a rebellious and sinful people but he doesn't give up because god loves you and he wants the very very best for you his primary interest in your life is personal even more than you make the right decisions now he wants you to make the right decisions but even more than that he wants you to have a relationship with him That's the most important thing. He wants you to trust him. To really rely on the fact he loves you and has his best interest. Because if you don't believe that, then none of the stuff you're going to do. God loves you and has your best interest at heart. What he wants more than anything else is a relationship with you. And you got to get that out of your head and down deep into your heart. And it really began to strike me, first of all, when we had kids. Um, but this year, last year, 2009, we had our first, well, we, my daughter had her first baby. We had our first granddaughter. And I will tell you, there is something about my granddaughter. And I feel a little guilty about it because I think I actually love her more than I loved my own kids, you know. <laughs> but there, there is just something about her and her smile. And, and, you know, they come over the house and she walks through the door and I go, hi, Peanut. And she gives me this big smile, and that's like, oh, that makes my whole day. <laughs> that's all I wanted, just that smile. Do you know God loves your smile? God loves you just the way that you are, and what he wants more than anything else is for you to acknowledge him with that smile back. He wants you to trust him, to believe that he loves you and has your best interest at heart. Now, trust Trust is a really important word. He doesn't use the word believe because I think sometimes we take the word believe and we, we, we kind of equate believe with opinion. It's kind of like, well, I sort of believe that or I believe that might be the truth, okay? And so we, we, it's like it's optional. He says, no, this isn't just about belief. This is about trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He wants you to trust Him. It's a stronger word than believe. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you just say God loves me? What is this fear thing? It's not fear in the sense of of cowering in terror, okay? Although, if God showed up, you would probably shake in your boots. But that's not what he's talking about. The idea here is reverence. It's, it's, It's being vulnerable, being dependent on. 
Francis Chan, in his book Crazy Love, calls it reverent intimacy. And I love that because that really describes it. Reverent intimacy. It's trusting not only in God's love and care, but also trusting in his authority. That not only does he love me and want the best for me, but what he says really needs to go in my life. And I can do that if I believe that that's the case. He has that authority. Now, you do that all the time. You go to your doctor, and he tells you what you need to do. You need to get your cholesterol level down. You need to exercise more. You need to whatever it is. And sometimes you do what he says because he's an authority, and he knows what's best for you when it comes to your physical health for the most part. And you didn't go to med school. I didn't go to med school, so I trust him. If you've ever had use of a lawyer, thankfully I have not. But if your lawyer goes before and says, this is what you need to do, you trust him because he went to law school. He knows the right things to say and do. April 15th, you are going to trust your tax preparer. You hope and trust they know what they're doing. They're an authority on it. See, that's what this has to do with. That God has your best interest at heart. And it's to trust in his love and his authority in your life. Look at Proverbs 1, 33. Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. Wouldn't all of us want to live that life? That's the life God wants for us. He wants us to trust him, to give him veto power over the decisions of our life. Look at this next one, Proverbs 16.1. We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. What he's saying is giving God veto power. It's trusting, again, that he loves you, that he has your best interest at heart. And when he says this is the way life ought to be lived, live it that way. It's trusting in his character. But it's more than that. It also means questioning your own instincts. He goes on, he says, lean not on your own understanding. In other words, he's saying, don't always trust your heart. Don't always go with your gut. Why? Because we value pleasure over wisdom. We value self-indulgence over our integrity, even. Proverbs 16, 25, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. How many know really, really smart people who have made some really, really stupid decisions in their life? Yeah, I are one, okay? <laughs> Well, I don't know about the smart part, but the dumb decision, definitely. (laughs) Why do really, really smart people make really, really stupid decisions? Because we are all on a happiness hunt. That's what we want. We just want to be happy. And anything that promises happiness, we will fall for every time. And we will choose short-term gratification over long-term consequences just about every time. If I can get immediate gratification, I will take that no matter what the long term might look like. I don't even think about the long term. And so we see things like 0% down and zero interest for 60 months. Oh, man, look at all I'm going to save. Okay, when you spend money, you are not saving. Saving is when you hold on to it, okay? If you're spending, it doesn't matter how good the deal is, you're spending And you are locked into that for 60 months. But it was such a deal. I could get my happiness now and pay for it later. See, that's what we do. We want the happiness now and we'll get around to paying for it later. Zero down, zero interest. Oh, this one. But we love each other. 
We love each other. How many times have I heard that one? It just feels so right. How else are we going to learn if we're compatible or not unless we move in together? Here's an idea. Date. (laughs) Date. I don't know what has happened with dating. People don't date anymore. I meet you. Hi, how are you? Let's move in together, you know? That you date, that's how you find out if you're compatible. It's wisdom. And we have this incredible capacity for self-deception. We lie to ourselves all the time. And then, and then we believe the lies. <laughs> now let me ask you, who else in your life lies to you all the time that you still believe? <laughs> Nobody. But you tell yourself lies all the time and you keep believing. You keep fall for them every time. Really? Yeah, I'll give a guarantee. Really? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time. Jeremiah, look at this one. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? We make decisions with our hearts and then we give our heads the job of rationalizing it later. We make the decision because it'll bring me happiness. It'll make me feel good. So we make the decision and then we got to justify it afterwards. So that's, instead of making decisions with our head, we make them with our heart and give the head the job to, to make sense out of it later. I'll give you a personal example. I now drive a Camaro. Now, I used to drive a really old Pontiac Grand Am. And it was so old. It had like over 150,000 miles on it. Things were breaking down. The headliner was just like, it wouldn't stay up. It would just fall. It would drag on my head as I drove around town. You know, everybody thought I was wearing a hat. Um, and I would glue it back up there, and the glue would give way, and it would fall back down on me. Finally, I got around to, I, I need to get a new car. Uh, they wouldn't even take it on a trade-in, so I sold it to somebody else. Really, really cheap, okay? I didn't take advantage. Um, and I took the money, and I went up to get a new car. Now, it was not a new car, a used car. So I went up in the you know, dealer up there and talking to him. He says, well, you know, what are you looking for? And I said, well, you know, I had an old 82 Grand Am. So I'll probably, it was a decent car. It got me. I think I'll, they're probably looking for another Grand Am. He says, oh, okay. Well, well, what do you really want? I said, well, what I really want? What I really want is a Camaro. <laughs> we just got one in. In fact, we haven't had it detailed yet. It just came in last night. It was driven by this little old lady. You know, you might want to test drive it. I test drove it. I came back. I signed on the dotted line. I was sold. Now, I would drive around town, and people would see me. And it wasn't a brand new Camaro, but people would see me driving this Camaro. And go, cool car, midlife crisis? No, no, it was a really good deal. It was, it was only driven by a little old lady on the weekend, you know. And my old car, I was, I was putting more money into that than I'm putting into the car payment and blah, 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 blah. I had all the rationalizations worked out in my head. Truth of the matter is, I wanted a Camaro. Now, why can't I be honest with myself? Because the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. And that's why we keep lying to ourselves and believing the lies. And we don't look further down the road. We just see what's immediate right there in front of us, and that's the choice that we make. And we give very little thought to the long-term consequences. Here's another verse. In fact, this is the other memory verse for this week. The wise see danger ahead and avoid it, but fools keep going and get into trouble. In fact, pull out that card, okay, because we're going to practice this one too. I'm giving you all a head start this week. 
Let's say it together. The wise see danger ahead and avoid it. But fools keep going and get into trouble. What he's saying there is a wise person doesn't just look at what's immediately in front. They look down the road and they can see if I make this decision, there's going to be consequences. So I'm going to take a different path. Wise people do that. They see the trouble down the road and they avoid it. Foolish people, in some of your translations, stupid people, naive people, just keep going down the road and get in trouble for it. Let's try it one more time together. The wise see danger ahead and avoid it, but fools keep going and get into trouble. Need to learn to look further down the road. And it starts with just being honest with yourself. What's the real reason I'm making this decision? Because if you'll be honest with yourself, that's the first step in realizing, okay, I'm going to have to justify this later, so I better make the right choice now. That's what wise people do. They do something. They make a change. They don't keep going along thinking, well, somehow it'll work itself out. These things do. They take steps to avoid it. They do something, which is the next point. Apply God's insight. Now, I put that in. This is really important because sometimes people will come to me and say, that sermon just touched my heart. There was something that you said. You must have been in my living room last night when we were having this conversation. You just said, and it just, it moved me. That sermon, every once in a while I get that. And the trouble is we can sometimes mistake an emotional response for actually doing something. And they are not the same thing. We can have a tremendous religious experience. Oh, I love my church. The pastor is so wonderful. His face is right to my heart. And go home and keep going through our lives and make no changes. You're not doing anything. It's just an emotional response. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Notice, not in most of your ways or some of your ways or in the ways you really like to acknowledge him. He says, in all your ways. Look at the next verse. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. In other words, he says, no area of my life is off limits to God. Because we all have those areas. We have those areas of our life that we have roped off with that yellow caution tape and told God, never mind, I'll take care of this one for myself. Yeah, I'll trust you in all these other areas. This one right here. And I will tell you something else, though I don't know what specific it is. I will venture to guess that the one thing that you're trying to do on your own is your problem area in your life. It's the one you struggle with the most. It's the sin you keep getting yourself into all the time. And mostly because it's the area that you've roped off from God's, from God's intervention. See, to acknowledge God's insight is to take action. That's what acknowledge means. It's not just a tip of the hat or giving God his props. It's doing something. It's acting accordingly. He says, what you've got to do is now take these wisdom sayings and put them into your life. Act as if it really matters. Act as if God is really having your best interest at heart. Act as if he really loves you. And it might be a difficult thing, but do it because he loves you and has your best interest at heart. It is not just the emotional response he is looking for. It is taking action. And that might mean, that might mean this week, 
having a tough conversation with somebody. It might mean asking forgiveness. It might mean ending an improper relationship. It might mean selling some things and downsizing your life because you're living beyond your means. It might mean sacrifice. But do you believe that God has your best interests at heart or not? The man of integrity, Proverbs 10, 9. No, excuse me. Um, Proverbs twenty two seventeen. 17. Pay attention and listen to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach. Put it into action. Now, you can't apply what you don't know. So one of the things that I really encourage you to do with this new year, and starting with the book of Proverbs, just start reading God's word. Because you can't apply what you don't know. And you won't know unless you're reading it. Unless you're studying it. Because pretty much everything you need to know is right here in these pages. So start reading it. If you're not doing that on a regular basis, just start reading God's word. Start tomorrow morning. Start this afternoon with Proverbs chapter 3. But read it and then start studying it. And, and, and listen to the teachings and sermons that we give here because everybody who teaches here, everybody who preaches here, preaches with life application. We want people not to just listen to the word, but to do it. And here's something else you can do. This year, at the end of this month, we're going to have um, new community groups forming. If you're not a part of a community group, get into a community group. And here's the deal. In our community groups, we get a chance to study and dig a little bit deeper into the passages that we looked at together on Sunday morning that we just don't have time for. And if you attended church this Sunday morning, you're already prepared for this week's community group. And you could show up Tuesday night to one of those groups and, and just, you, you would, you'd be just as much an authority as anybody else there. But when you get in and you start digging and studying together and you start applying to life and start being honest with each other and doing life together. Northgate University. We're starting up again in February. Another opportunity to learn more of God's word. See, these are opportunities. This is what Proverbs says. Proverbs 18, 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. The ears of the wise seek it out. Look for it. Look for it. Trust God. Question your own heart. Apply what he says. And then here's the last one. Follow God's direction. And he will make your paths straight. Now again, he doesn't say he will make your paths easy or comfortable or trouble-free, although it might seem that's what he's saying. It might seem, and a lot of people interpret this, well, whatever path I take, he'll smooth the way in front of me. Now, the first part of that is, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. What it means is this, that he will make his wisdom clearer to you. It will become more apparent and more understandable that you will be able to look and see down the road so you can make the decisions to avoid the trouble before you get there. That's what it means. He'll give you that chance, that wisdom. Look at Proverbs 4, verse 26. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Don't go walking on shaky ground. Proverbs 10, 9. The man of integrity walks securely. But he who takes the crooked paths will be found out. So you follow God's ways. You follow his path. You choose his direction. And you'll have firm footing. And you'll be able to see down the road. 
and make better decisions for your life so that you don't end up at a place in your life and wonder, how did I get here? Because here's the thing. The longer you travel down the wrong path, the less and less options become available to you. See, the time to start saving for retirement isn't when you turn 60. You don't have many options by the time you get to 60. The time to decide whether or not you love him is not when you're pregnant. It's beforehand. It's when there's a commitment. And here's the thing. The further you go down the wrong path, the less and less options are available to you. And most of the options that become available to you, none of them are good. Now, I I, I really want you to understand. (laughs) We're not going through this series, and, and, and this book was not written to condemn or judge you. Just to help you make better decisions. To avoid the problems of this life. That you would be able to see a little bit beyond that instant gratification. And just start making better decisions. That's what this whole series is about. That's what we're talking about this morning. And in the weeks ahead, we're going to talk in more specific areas of your life. But just for now, I just want to get down to this one thing. Will you trust God who loves you and wants the best for you? Because if you can do that, that's the first step in making wise decisions. Now, let me say one more thing before we close. There is no bad choice that you have made in your life that is beyond God's ability to redeem. You need to hear that. It doesn't matter where you've ended up right now or what bad decisions you've made to get you there. There is no bad decision that you have made in your life. There is no bad place that you might be in your life that God is not able to redeem. That's hope. Whatever decision that got you where you are, you just got to be honest with yourself, honest with God, and then choose a different path. Would you bow your heads with me? Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Venetia, California.